Welcome to the Pick a Little, Talk a Little podcast, the podcast where a man walks into a psychiatrist's office with a talking duck on his head. I have Ariana Lucius with me today. Hello, I'm a person. You're a person. Ariana Lucius. Ariana May. Woo! Yeah. So what is some of your theater background? Oh, my theater background. You've got a lot, but... I mean, according to Brian Stewart, the first show I was ever in... Mm -hmm was uh, Pirates of Penzance mm. when he played opposite my birth mother and I was in her womb. <laughs> so when we did that show, <laughs> when we did that show again, I, I don't remember what year, 2013 or 14 or something like yeah. that at MCC, he goes, you know, it's actually the second time we're doing this show together. The first time. <laughs> Was when I kissed your sta- your birth mother on stage, when you were in her womb, and I was like, "Oh, nice to meet you." <laughs> That's a great story. I Thank you. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's part of my theater background. Uh, my mom was the chair of the chair of the music department for some years, like twenty something. A lot. I think it was twenty, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. At MCC, my dad used to build sets, design the sets and build them um, for all the shows at MCC. My brother plays in the orchestra pits for shows. He plays all the things. Yeah. Like, I look down in the pit and I'm just like, there are seven instruments there. Does he really? It's like four or five. <laughs> There's like seven. Four. <laughs> Still, yeah. more than I'm bringing to the table. Same. <laughs> I didn't know he played that many. It's a lot. <laughs> and then like my aunt and uncle... I don't know which one of them was the chair or if they're co-chairs. I don't know. Of the music department at Watershaw Baptist University in Arkansas. My cousin, I don't remember if she studied opera or musical theater. Maybe both? I don't know. Sure. Musical then, stuff. Yeah. Musical stuff. On the stage. Yeah. Yeah. And both my aunt and uncle teach voice also. Wow. And my cousin Evan is the only one who, he's a pharmacist. <laughs> That's what he does. It's like my whole family's done it. I Mm -hmm. was into sports growing up, but then my senior year of high school, like I'd been on varsity soccer, freshman, sophomore, junior year. Mm -hmm. We got a new coach my senior year, and I was going to miss like Tuesday, Thursday practices Mm -hmm. to take SRO at MCC. So he didn't put me on. I was going to say, he didn't cast me. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't make it into the production of the varsity soccer team. Yeah. What what do you say? What do you say when it's um, sports? I didn't make the team? Yeah, he didn't make the team. He didn't, he didn't, um, oh. Roster? He didn't put me on the roster? What? No, it's. Isn't there a term for it? There is a term. (laughs) Oh, wow. We sports. I don't sports. I don't either. I got squishy because I don't sports. (laughs) Same. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I didn't make the team. Whatever the word is, she yeah. didn't do that. I got cut? No. No, because that means you were already on the team, question mark? I got cut from tryouts. <laughs> I know it's tryouts for sports. Yes. Not yes, auditions. No callbacks. No callbacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We're doing great. We're so good. <laughs> Whatever it is, I didn't make varsity soccer. Okay. Therefore, I tried out for Putnam at MCC. Mm-hmm. Tried out. I auditioned for Putnam at MCC. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow got cast in that show. And from then on, I was like, great. Screw sports. Do I'm doing musical theater. Great. 
And that's, it was literally that coach, not like this coach, I don't even know him because didn't get to play on his team. Right. Um, basically made up my decision for me. I was like, great, guess I'm doing theater the rest of my life. And you love it. So. I do. So it's good. do. Do you think you would have continued on with soccer had you made the varsity team? I don't know. Yeah. Um. I think it's just interesting because I know like Emily and I kind of had a conversation similar. In high school, I thought of myself as a violinist. That's what I was. You know? And right. I went and I did violin from fifth grade all the way through high school. Oh. But, um, yeah. But then it was like my junior year, I actually went into choir and I was like, oh, I love singing so much more. And mm-hmm. then it was like I took a random class at MCC and, you know, that's kind of how it kick-started right. my theater thing. So it's just interesting how these, like, little linchpins right. are, just affect everything. I, for me, I don't know. Because, I mean, I grew up doing theater mm-hmm. and play, like, both worked simultaneously, but then you become an adult. Right. You can't do it all. Right. Obviously. I know I was never really great at soccer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have continued with it. Maybe if I had like improved a lot that last year and had potential to get scholarships and stuff. Yeah, hmm. then maybe. Honestly, I think had I never done soccer and stuck with basketball, basketball is like the one thing in my entire life that I say one, with 100% confidence that I was really good at. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like, I love theater. Right. I don't think I'm, I'm like, I'm not 100% confident in it right. at all. Mm-hmm. But basketball, like. You were good at that. I was great at that. <laughs> That's the one thing I can brag about because I know I was good at that. Mm-hmm. So I think had I not, I only gave up basketball because my best friend played soccer. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And that's why I started playing soccer because mm. FOMO. Right. Didn't know the term FOMO then, but... I don't think it was a term back then. No. Yeah. But FOMO as an eighth grader. <laughs> and then... But I, if I had continued basketball, I feel like I would have definitely gotten scholarships with that. Because hmm. our coach at the junior high also coached at the high school. Mm-hmm. And I remember seventh grade when I did play basketball, he was like, you're going to keep playing, right? And like already scout quote-unquote scouting me for a team in high school yeah so that honestly could have been an option Hmm. Interesting. that one might have actually gone places who knows oh well maybe it'd actually be rich right now (laughs) thank it well you'd be in women's basketball so i don't know half rich there you go (laughs) i'd have college paid off that's true that is true I wish that were a thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, next question. Okay. You ready for this? Because we talked about it. You're so ready. <laughs> what is an obsession that you have? An obsession? Yes. Oh, I don't know why my brain was thinking hobby. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, they can be the same thing. An obsession. Okay, I'm obsessed with dogs. Okay. Like a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't say this before, but I'm also oddly obsessed with the color blue. Hmm. Like, everyone has their favorite colors. Right. But, like, I'm kind of obsessed with blue the way Jerry's obsessed with orange. Okay. 
Like, if something's blue, I will buy it. Mm-hmm. It's... I, I can't explain it. No, I feel like that makes sense. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not as strong, but generally, like, if something's purple, mm. that's what I go for. Fair. I'm like, yes, I if need I like, purple. Like, this Gatorade, that is, like, a really pretty color blue. It's yeah. a little almost too teal. Yeah. For all of you that uh, can all actually of... see it, obviously, <laughs> yes. it's the cool blue Gatorade. Yes, not the light blue, but the the blue yeah. blues. Yeah. The, oh, it's actually called cool blue. The flavor, That's the yeah. flavor. It's cool blue, and it's, like, it's got a little bit of, like, greenish in it, so it's not perfect but but it tastes great because it's blue right yeah but like a blue raspberry jolly rancher Mm -hmm. that color blue okay yes that is the perfect blue yes i know that and i'm it just it brings me so much joy (laughs) just looking at that color makes my heart happy you know actually there was a painter and i'm not artistic but i just remember learning this he he's famous for this painting and it's just the entire canvas is this one color blue and it's because he spent years trying to get that exact perfect shade and he couldn't get it for the longest time and so he's known for that particular shade of blue because he was able to and I don't remember the name of the artist because I don't really do art right but yeah so right up your alley so we'll have to figure out who that is (laughs) I want to see this Painting. It's like a pretty pure blue. Is Maybe it? I can go, we'll, we'll Google it later. See okay. who it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you'd like it because I think mm-hmm. it is kind of like a pure blue and you'll yeah. be able to appreciate it for that. Yeah. So. Like when I go to the ocean, mm-hmm. if it's too much of like a teal oh, really? color, then I'm disappointed. I'm like, <laughs> this isn't as relaxing and fun. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, like those pictures that you see of like, is it like Havasupai Falls in Arizona? Is that a thing? I think it's a thing. Yeah. It's like a clear crystal blue. I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, that looks nice. But if the water's too muddy and yeah. I'm like, eh, no thanks. But when it's crystal clear blue, oh, oh my heart. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Yep. Blue. Blue. That is not the direction I thought this was going to go, but I <laughs> love it. Me either. And then I realized I was like, obsession. Blue. <laughs> Blue. I was ready to talk all sorts of breeds of dogs. and <laughs> Oh, you're going to ask me breeds? I don't know that. I don't even... I don't know. <laughs> My dog was a Jack Russell Terrier. I know that. That's all I know. I know I want a husky really, really, really bad. Oh, they're so pretty. With two different colored eyes. Yeah. One of them has to be blue. Of course. Because why else could a husky? Right. And if they don't have, if they have the same color eyes, they both have to be blue. Oh, okay. But if they're different colors, at least one has to be blue. Of course. Yeah. Well, what other color would it be? Green. Oh, they can have green eyes too? I think so. I swear I've seen, maybe it's just movie editing. I don't know. I want to say an eight below. It's a movie about these eight huskies. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're stranded, whatever, because their owner, there's a terrible storm and their owner wanted to take them, and but he couldn't because the people were like, no, you have to come with us now, and he gets in this helicopter and they leave, and so the um, poor dogs are all stuck, and it's 
tragic and I cry every time and I think a few of them die. But one of them has a blue eye and a green eye. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Good to know. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, now that we've talked about blue. <laughs> blue, dogs, and movies. We included Great. all three of my obsessions. No, there was Disney, too. Disney. Oh. We were going to talk about Halloween movies. That's what you <gasps> said you were going to talk That's fine. Halloween movies. <laughs> My list of 100. Right? <laughs> I have to watch. So what is... September 1st. What are the first 10? Oh. And do you watch one a day? At least. Right. But I guess what, that, what I was wondering is... is you, well, I guess if with 100, you have to watch more than one a day in, if you get it in 31 days. Yeah. You have to watch almost three a day. And if there's a day where, like, sometimes I'll have a day where I don't have, I literally have no time right. in the day to watch anything, and then some days I'll have the entire day, so then I'll just fit a bunch in that so entire 10 day. in that day. And... But a trick, mm-hmm. this, wow, I sound like I have a <laughs> mental disorder with this. <laughs> YouTube. Mm-hmm. If you find them on YouTube, you can watch them at 1.5 speed or double the speed, so you get through them quicker. Yes, but then their voices are altered. At 1.5, it's not too bad. Okay. Yeah. I usually do the 1.5. Mm-hmm. I think you can also do like 1.15 or 2.5, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So I speed it up a little bit, so then it takes less, less time. time. But I still get to watch it and enjoy the atmosphere and the mood. Right. <laughs> and then I can go to the next one and do the same thing. So we're the top ten. Top ten. List. Number one, Hocus Pocus. Okay. Number two, this one's hard because it's... I've always watched Hocus Pocus on Halloween. Okay. And the Nightmare Before Christmas the day before Halloween. And that's just how I've always watched that growing up and mm-hmm. so as I've added to the list I still have to keep those in those two spots because what I do is I watch from 100 oh you go backwards yes oh, okay because I watch my favorite ones closest to Halloween mm-hmm. but I can't put my favorite ones at the bottom of the list because that doesn't make sense to me in my brain right so yeah so I start from the bottom and work my way up so Hocus Pocus um, Nightmare Before Christmas Halloween Town. Okay. Um, Haunted Mansion. Um, oh. I don't know if these are in the right order anymore, but they're, it's the top ten for sure. Mm-hmm. Halloween Town 2, Halloween Town 3, um, Twitches. I want to say. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> you oh, I have three more. <laughs> I know, and I'm, I'm like, I swear I'm forgetting ones that are in the top. I said Haunted Mansion. Yes, you did. There's another in. Oh, Monster House. Oh, okay. I like that one. I kind of think I want to move it into the top ten this year. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. And. The newer it or the. The older. newer one. The I newer haven't one. seen those ones. Okay. And Harry Potter. Sorcerer's Stone. First one, okay. That one's the most, like, festive, I feel like. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I like it. I always start October 1st with Nightmare Before Christmas. 
Interesting. Because that's my favorite one, so I have to start with that one. And then, like, I don't care about the order from there. Do you have a list? I have a small list. So I usually do, um, I have Nightmare. Hocus Pocus, like, I used to watch it every year. Yeah. And now it's just kind of, I don't know. I, the problem I have is I get so embarrassed for him at the beginning when he's trying to be this cool California kid. I just, I, you know, secondhand embarrassment. I just can't make it through. Oh, no. I'm just like, I can't do you this. You and Heidi, she gets terrible <laughs> secondhand embarrassment. It's painful. Oh, no. So can you, like, not watch The Office? I can watch The Office. Um, I don't know why. I, I think it's just because... I don't know what the difference is. It's just, okay. he's just so much stupider. So it's just kind of like, I can't, <laughs> I can't relate. <laughs> Whereas this is just a poor kid who's just completely yeah. changed his life. I don't know. Okay. Don't know. Anyway, so I can sometimes watch it. Sometimes I just can't. Yeah. Um, Adam's Family. I have to mm-hmm. do Adam's Family, the first and second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clue. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's not even on my Halloween movie list. Really? Yeah. Good one. I just, I guess I've never considered it Halloween. But... It's murder. <laughs> right. Like, right. you say it and it makes, and it makes sense. But yeah. But, like, because when I first started making this list, I did a lot of Googling. Mm-hmm. And it, it was never on any of those lists. Right. That's... I don't know. And I guess in my mind, it's like, it's a musical. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and then I have just a lot of random, like, there's Igor. Um, I haven't seen that. It's cute. Okay. It's not the greatest. Yeah. But it's cute. Okay. Yeah. Um, Casper. Casper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Casper um, meets, meets Wendy. Oh, I haven't seen that one. <gasps> I love that one with, like, baby Hilary Duff. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember so that. So adorable. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh. oh, I always watch Both Mummies. Oh, I love those. I don't watch those on Halloween either. Oh, no. Oh, I can barely make it. I barely have time to watch 100. That's why I always limit it to 100. Because, like, all eight Harry Potters are on there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I can't... All eight Saw movies are on there. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't do slasher movies. That's the other thing. And I think that's why my Halloween list is so short. That's fair. I mean, I think Saw's the only slasher one. Mm Mm-hmm. That's on my list. Yeah. But it's eight of them. And like Mickey's House of Villains, of course, right. is on there. Right. It's a, it's an intense list. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know I have a picture of it somewhere on my phone, but I don't know where I'd find it. That's fine. That I think we've got through quite a few of them. So. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and some of them are like the Charlie Brown, or it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, and they're like 15 minutes long. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like that's kind of what my Christmas list is. Ooh. It's a lot more extensive, and it's got a lot more random. Like It's like, here's a Hallmark movie, and then here's a Disney one, and here's the random like animation, claymation right. stuff. So. And that's so interesting, yeah. because there definitely are a lot more Christmas movies than yeah. Halloween movies. But my Christmas movie list is like, there's like three movies I have to watch. Really? Whereas Halloween, I make the list mm-hmm. of 100, I'm going to watch all 100. <laughs> and if I don't watch all 100, I'll at least watch somewhere in the 90s. Right. So that's crazy. Yeah. That's interesting. 
And I think it's also just with time I've run, I don't get to dedicate as much time to watching movies. So right. that's why it's just been kind of like, I'll make time for like these three movies, make sure to right. do these. And then if I get to the rest, then that's great. See, and for me, I think it's like, I just, because I start September 1st, otherwise I won't get through oh, all right. of them. <laughs> right. And it's like, the bottom of the list kind of sets the mood for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then by October, it's like, these are definitely October movies. Right. So like all the Harry Potter movies, except for the first one, you can watch those in September. Fantastic Beasts. That's fair. The Saw movies. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Yeah, because I think that's always interesting. Harry Potter gets... I mean, I can understand it in Halloween, but it's also put in with Christmas, Christmas. a lot, too. Yeah. And, and I think it's just because of the snow. I think it's the snow, and they do have, like, a brief Christmas scene in, like, a couple of them. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. I think people just like Harry Potter. I, I mean, like, yeah. And let's just watch it for Valentine's Day. <laughs> exactly. For Easter, get your Harry Potter. And I think that's why I can't put it into Halloween and Christmas, because that's it's fair. like, don't regulate that to one time. I want to watch it whenever I want to watch it. That's fair. You know? I feel like I just like it so much that I don't know when in the year I'm going to make time to watch all eight of them. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if I put it in Chris in Halloween, I'll definitely yeah. at least watch them all once a year. That makes sense. I think that's what I do with While You Were Sleeping. Mm. I do that for, that's one of my Christmas movies I have to watch every year. But because it's my favorite movie. Right. Okay. So I have to make sure it's in there somewhere. But I feel like... For Christmas, for me at least, it's like, I've just spent two months focused on... Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't watch any TV shows. <laughs> right. Anyone wants to show me anything, I'm like, nope, can't do it. Right. Can't watch... I'm sorry, I'm busy. You want to watch something with me? We're watching this. Oh, you want to hang out? Great, we're watching a movie. <laughs> and I've just spent two months doing that, that mm-hmm. by the time it's time for Christmas movies, I'm like, like... Anything but movies. Anything. Or I'm like, I don't care about Christmas movie, just one of them i think the only ones i have to watch are the santa claus just mm-hmm. the first one i don't care yeah. about the other ones jingle all the way with arnold schwarzenegger really? yeah I, lo- I used to watch that was my favorite one as a kid really yeah i remember the first time i watched it i was like what is this? right it's so weird but i love that one and then the live action uh grinch How the Grinch Christmas. oh yes that's uh on thanksgiving day we watched the animated one and then that one oh. that's how we start off our christmas that. season so. We just watched the parade and then the dog show. <laughs> well, Thanksgiving. I uh, am not a morning person and never will be. Um, so I always wake up hours after my mom wakes up because she's a morning person. She wakes up at like 6 at least every day. And I'm like, I'm not about that life. So I'll come down and she's watching the parade. The turkey's like half cooked and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Oh, I've never been a big parade fan either, so. Oh, it is what it is. I like it for now. I think more just for the shows. Yeah. Like the songs that the Broadway shows choose to do. Yeah, and I, I think that's what it is. Like I come down, and it's usually ending when I come down. <laughs> I sleep in pretty late. It's fine. But then they repeat it, don't they? Um, I think my mom usually records it. That's all I know. So Fair. then that's what I do is I just fast forward to yeah. the to the musicals. Done. And then that's all I care about. Yeah. I don't care about Snoopy. Sorry. Or Santa Claus Damn coming you. at the end. Oh, poor Santa. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Okay. Well, we had a nice segue there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. Transition? Good. So good. Yeah. Well, I mean, we took Christmas, a... my favorite time of year. 
Yes, great. I love Going it. Getting into my favorite year. <laughs> Look at that. You are great. You are hired. <laughs> you get to yes. make all of my transitions. Oh, I can't wait. Forever. Done. <laughs> They'll so, be cheesy. Yes, those are the best kind. Perfect. So just layer it on my french fries. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I try to sometimes make a joke and then I get halfway through and I'm like, that's not funny or makes sense. And so you just stop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. Good plan. Yeah. Uh, it makes me a lot of friends. <laughs> I can, yes. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I just say, yeah, ever since the accident, <laughs> and just turn your head and look away and pretend like there's <laughs> nothing else. Yeah. You know, actually, that's so, my, I swear to you, my mom, like, never finishes sentences. She'll be like, do you know where the... And then she just wanders off and you're like, what? What? Do I know where the what, what is, is, mom? <laughs> Finish. <laughs> the suspense. <laughs> and then she just picks up her keys or something and then you're like, I found them. Oh, you're welcome. I don't, I don't know. See, the one good thing about being in a car accident is now I can say, ever since the accident. It's true. And then just stop talking and people are like, what? What? And they're too afraid to ask. Because they're like, should I know? Oh, I should know. I shouldn't ask. Okay. <laughs> it's the best. That is great. All right. So we're doing transition here. <laughs> it's fine. We're taking a lot at the beginning because honestly, this show is, Ooh. it doesn't have a lot of plot. Yeah. So um, it's probably going to be a pretty short talk through, uh-huh. which is fine. Which I didn't fun. realize until just watching it. Yeah. So we just uh, give a little context here. I hadn't ever seen this show, but Ari was in it. Did we decide 2012? 13? 14? It seven. was a fall show. It was a brisk autumn day, as we would like to say. <laughs> and I know the summer of 2012 was the summer rep at MCC and ME3. Mm-hmm. When they did like the last five years, spelling me. Charlie Brown, love you, you're perfect. So, and I think that's when Katie and I started to become really good friends. Mm-hmm. So I want to say it was fall 2012. Okay, great. So, unless it was fall 2013. There was a time and period. <laughs> it was in the fall. It was maybe seven, maybe eight years ago. Great. <laughs> she was in this show. Wonderful. That's, that's the important part. And she had a lot of fun. You yes. were Casey. Yes. And, um, but I had never seen it. So mm-hmm. what the plan was, was to bring the DVD version mm-hmm. of your show mm-hmm. and watch it. Yes. And then we can have this lovely conversation. Yes. But Jerry stole it. Yes. And uh, he didn't steal it. He borrowed it and just hasn't given it back yet. So yeah. we watched a truly... truly bless their hearts it was not good it was a high school musical uh, version of this show and when we looked at the credits the directors were two student directors which explains everything so it was it was a bit rough (laughs) so um, some of this very small plot may get a little bit missed because we honestly spend a good portion of it making fun of the actors Mm -hmm. because we're terrible people it's fine Mm -hmm. no not terrible (laughs) 
I mean, I'm just well-educated. There you go. You can be well-educated. I'll be a terrible person. No, that's not fair. Okay. (laughs) You get to be a terrible person, then I just want to be a terrible person. Well, see, then we're just terrible people. Great. It's okay. Done. It's okay. So, let's talk about the original Broadway show first. Okay. So, it opened December 10th, 1992, and then it closed January 10th, 1993, (laughs) <laughs> After 36 performances and 45 previews. <laughs> so it what? did great. <laughs> oh, wow. I should not be acting surprised. <laughs> I should. Especially after the one we watched. <laughs> right. And also because now people are going to be like, she's an actress and she doesn't, she didn't even look up the history of the show she was in. No. I no, think I... that's normal. That's fair. It's normal. I feel like most of the shows that we've done so far it's either they have like a pretty nice run or it's like it's like this yeah but i don't know the way i kind of think about it is is like susical was one that we i talked about right oh and that one i think i don't remember only lasted a couple months but i mean if you think about it that's not really a in my mind that's not like a broadway show that's a really great show for kids to do, yes. which is why it gets done a lot in yes. youth theater. And I think that's kind of what community theater is, is it takes these shows that weren't really ever meant to be on Broadway, and we do it, and some people do it well, and some people don't do it so well. And yeah. This one's, I think, especially, it's definitely one of those where I think as being a part of it, it's a lot of fun, and I can mm-hmm. see why it would be a lot of fun. Right. It is just also... It's very limited plot. Yeah. So in the audience, it can be a little long. But it's still a cute yeah. show. I still say it's a cute and show. It's still, it's like no longer than most shows, too. Right. But it feels so long watching it. Yeah. And we were talking earlier about basically like the reason why this one was so kind of painful was that they were so low energy. Mm. And you mm. have to be high energy, like 100%. Yeah in this show which is hard on top of that because a lot of these songs are not what you would consider high energy songs but you still have to bring like everything in order for it to still be entertaining to the audience so it's a little rough but I'm glad we're doing it yeah because not very many people know it I think yeah and so it's a good information session on on my favorite year (laughs) so yes the learning channel (laughs) Brought to you by the color blue. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I will listen to that all day. <laughs> all right. So, the music and lyrics are written by Flaherty and Aaron. Really? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> listen, I was young. And uneducated, and I did not know that I should be looking up the things about shows that I'm in or auditioning for. You know, I know now, but honestly, I, I feel like then. this sounds different from most of everything they do too. Yeah, it's this doesn't sound like a typical Flaherty Aaron's. They normally do good things. <laughs> yes, and not long, boring things. Yes, there was a lot. Wow. There was a lot in this that was different was this 
I mean, do we know if this is like one of their first shows or anything? No, so their first show, and I can tell you because we did it as my oh, very no. first episode, was Lucky Stiff. That was their first one? That was their first one, and that was 1988. So, and then I... Th- let's see. Did they do Susical? Is that them? Yeah, they did Susical. What? That's after. Yeah, they did Susical, which is 2000. They did Anastasia, but that was more recent. Well, and that was dumb because they took out Bartok. I mean... I mean, they didn't, but... Right. There's a lot of things that I did not appreciate with Anastasia. Um, If you're going to take out the villain... I don't know. the best song in the whole movie. Right? And replace the villain. Make the replacement villain pertinent to the story. Yeah. I felt... Honestly, they could have taken Gleb out and it would not have affected anything. Whatsoever. So then what's running the conflict? Then? Right? It's, um, I mean, if you think about it in the movie, you still have the conflict of they're trying to go to Paris that's and true. try to be, you know, so that's just, you know, elevated more. But nothing's, like, stopping their journey and, like... Gleb kind of is. Okay. So, like, if you think about the train scene, that was the one right. that was, like, really hard because you're like, how does the train accident happen when you don't have Rasputin? Oh, they could have made it so cool, It could have been though. so cool. Oh. But instead, like, they rearranged. opportunity. Right? So, they had this weird train scene, and it was, like, Leb came with his goons to try to find them on the train, so they had to, like, jump off the train, if I remember correctly. It was. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It was anticlimactic, for sure. So, yeah, it wasn't my favorite. I was very underwhelmed. I mean, part of it was jet lag, <laughs> but the other part was just I love the movie so much. And yeah. They just changed enough of it that I didn't think needed to be changed. and So it was kind of a boring show. Yeah. Really, is what I felt. But I'm annoyed. Great. So, um, so this, this is in between there. 1992. <sighs> Where they're at, so I, I, I don't know. I think they just kind of sometimes took projects just to have a project to work mm. on. This is kind of what that felt like to me. Yeah. You know, they were like, oh, we haven't done anything for a while. Let's, yeah. let's do this one. Because the music, even in the show, just watching it, is kind of scattered. Yeah. Like, it's, there's not, like, a, any sort of set anything to it to make it yeah, sound where you listen to a song and you'd be like... Oh, that's from My Favorite Ear. Right. Except for the song My Favorite Ear. Yeah. Which I feel like they used that song for every scene change. Then again, I don't know if there were really that long or many scene changes as the production that we watched. It was rough, guys. It was rough. Anyway, so the book book was written by Joseph Doherty, and it's based off the 1982 movie of the same name. Which I haven't seen. Oh, no, I watched... I did watch part of it when I was in the show. Really? I watched some of it. I debated watching it, but I just read that it's different enough that I didn't want to, like, get myself confused. It's fair. So maybe I'll watch it after this and... Just to compare? Yeah. See if it really doesn't have as much plot as... (laughs) I really don't think it does. (laughs) I don't think it does. It's fine. (laughs) But I also think they didn't portray, like, nothing... Because the energy was so low, Mm -hmm. I don't think... That the conflict was... It wasn't there at all. Felt. Yeah, I, do, I honestly couldn't tell you what the conflict is right now. Oh. I don't remember. So we'll hopefully find it 
you'll be able to help. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, throughout most of what we were watching, I was like, what did, what just happened? Right. <laughs> what just happened? Right. Yeah. Anyway. I was like, oh, I think I remember it's this. But that's yeah. not what we just watched. Right. <laughs> so we have Evan Pappas as Benji Stone. He was the original Brit Craig in Parade. Oh. And, um... He was Charlie in the 1992 production of Merrily We Roll Along. A show I've heard about, but right. never seen. I've heard the name of that a lot. Yes. I just never, yeah, like gone to listen to it or anything. I'm sure there's like at least one song in the show that would be played and we'd be like, oh, yeah. I know that song. Yeah. I feel like you're right. I feel like I've heard a song and seen that it's from Merrily We Roll yeah. Along and then it just didn't stick with me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But that's Evan Pappas. So then um, Tim Curry, good old Tim Curry, Curry. he played Alan Swan. He's been Dr. Frankenfurter. Yes. Right? Oh, so good. And in Rocky Horror Picture Show, he got a Tony nomination for um, a play where he played the title character Amadeus. Oh. Right? And he got, oh, he got a Tony nomination for this role, for Alan Swan. Interesting. Right? And he played King Arthur in Spamalot and got a Tony nomination for that. Oh, look at him go Right. the Tony noms. Oh. He also got nominated for a Laurence Olivier Award oh. for the King, oh. for King Arthur in Spamalot. Interesting. So he's just getting all these nominations everywhere. Did he get any wins? It doesn't look like it, which is weird. <laughs> right. I feel like everyone knows Tim Curry. Right. He's such an iconic actor. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio did all of those amazing movies and just got the one Oscar. For What did he get it for? It was recent. It was literally oh like two years ago. What? Yeah. He's only gotten one. And it's oh, always been because, like, wow. he's in these fantastic movies, but it's always, like, there's that one movie that came out the same year that was just, like, a little bit more edgy and topic or something. I thought he would have gotten one for Titanic. Right? Nope. Wow. No. It was, what was, the, yeah, I don't remember. It was the one where he was, like, in the woods. That's Oh, okay. that's not descriptive at all. I don't know if I've <laughs> seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I, I think it also had Tom Hardy in it, but... Anyway, <laughs> so and Tim Curry's been in a lot of movies, just some to note. Clue, like we were talking about. Clue. Good, good old good Clue. One. He was in The Three Musketeers. I haven't seen those. That. Really? Any version of it. I think this one was, this was a Disney one even. So this one would be, I think, right up your alley. We should probably watch it. We should watch it. And then um, Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> have not seen that either. Really? <laughs> I mean, it's a Muppet movie. It's silly. Right. So. Oh my god. But I mean, fun. I just saw the Muppets Christmas Carol for the first time like a year or two ago. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I grew up watching that. That's one of the ones that I have to watch every year. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. I love it. It's my favorite. Cute. It's my favorite Christmas Carol. <laughs> I like but. the Disney one. With Jim Carrey? Yeah. Really? But I think the like I hadn't seen Christmas Carol ever until I saw it at Hale once mm-hmm. and then when I was in it at Hale oh. and I think the Disney one with Jim Carrey is the one that I've seen recently that is closest to right 
Tales version, uh-huh. script-wise. Yeah, because most of them are not... That one's actually pretty true to the book. Right. And most of them take little deviations. Right. Here and there, so... Okay, that makes sense. I think that's why I like it, because it's familiar. Right. Makes sense. Hmm. Then... Okay. These names. Oh, no. Tom. I got Tom. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes? You're like, Tom doesn't sound that difficult. Marty Rothian. Sorry if anybody likes him. Yeah. Yeah, he played King Kaiser. And, um, okay. honestly, he he was in a lot, he played a lot of bit parts in movies. So, he's got a lot of, a, a long resume, just not anything that people know. People would really know. Still got the paycheck. He sure did. A lot more than I got. Mm-hmm. So, Same. Right? We should have gotten, like, at least half of one of his paychecks for what we just watched. Seriously, though. It was rough. <laughs> Those high school Ooh. kids owe us some money. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure they're graduated by now. I'm sure. So, give us Pay that up. money. Anyway. <laughs> then we have Andrea Martin as Alice I Miller. So she won a Tony for this role. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, her role's great. Yeah, it's very physical, too. Yeah. So. The comedy, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's her role is fantastic. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a supporting role, but it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's still a pretty big supporting role, though, too. True. Yeah. I mean, she has the duck joke. Right. Which, even though Casey... Sings, sings more of, of it. it yeah. I feel like Alice steals. Yeah. Like well, it's just written for her role to kind of have the focus. Yeah, and I think her whole big spiel in the professional, what's that called? Show business yes. comedy. Yes. Oh, so I think good. that in and of itself is pretty I love intense. That. <laughs> yes. So, so Andrea Martin, she won a Tony for this role. She was in Candied, in Oklahoma. She was Frau Blucher. Yes, she was. Yes. Did she, she win was... anything for that? <gasps> Young Frankenstein didn't win anything at Tony, the Tonys, I don't think. I don't think so. And I heard a story as to why. Why? My So one of my professors at U of A, um, I forget what show he was in at the time on Broadway, but he, I guess... Whatever show was happening in the theater that Young Frankenstein played in, Mm -hmm. they were having like a pickup rehearsal or something, and I don't know if it was the director or producers or something of Young Frankenstein just marched into the theater in the middle of this rehearsal for another show, Mm -hmm. and they started like making demands and saying like, okay, well this is gonna, like we're gonna have to do this and we're gonna have to do this, and totally interrupted the rehearsal. And so, like, word of that got out, and so then Young Frankenstein got gypped at the Tonys because everyone was like... So mad at the director. Boo, Young Frankenstein, we don't like them because blah, 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 blah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That could all be a lie. <laughs> I don't know. That's just what I, I was know. told. I felt like I, I, I never knew, like, the reason, but I felt like I heard that there was some sort of, like, scandal right. behind Young Frankenstein, so... Right. That makes sense. And that's why, it, like... Honestly, it's a good show. Yeah. I think it's entertaining. Yeah, a lot of people like it. Good Mel Brooks. Yeah. So. I think it's funny. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> anyway, so Andrea also played in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Both yeah. of them as Aunt Viola. Oh, 
so. queen. Oh, and she got a nomination for Candied. So, yeah, she just won the one Tony. She's so funny. Right. So right. Funny. And I think the girl that we watched really, no, I'm thinking of the mom. We'll get to the mom. Okay. Okay. Lanel Stevens as Casey Downing. And I don't know why I thought you were saying a boy's name. Wow. No, I mean, I thought the same thing too when I wrote it down. And I'm not sure that's how you pronounce it. L-A-N-N-Y-L. L-A-N-N. Flannel? Flannel. Like flannel? Maybe. Without an F? Maybe. Okay. Flannel. Weird. All I have written here is Moon Over Buffalo. I don't even remember what that... Is that a TV show? I have no idea. Great. <laughs> That's all she's ever done? I'm sure Probably she's like... done more, but I think it's probably another one of those things where it's nothing we would really recognize. Right. Huh. So that's Lanel. All right, Lanel. <laughs> Get it. Do you, Lanel. And then we have Lainey Kazin as Belle. Oh, oh. Belle May Steinberg Karoka. 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 Okay. This is Benji's mom. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and she wanted Tony for this role. Right? Why? I... She just did. Which makes me wonder if Alice... Oh, one must be featured actress and one must be supporting actress. Because or neither one of Alice them... maybe Alice was considered a lead? Or leading actress? I didn't write that down and I should have. Oh, well. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. But, yeah, so she wanted Tony for this. Why? Um, I mean, she sings a really boring song. <laughs> she does, I mean, she brings her Greek attitude I guess. to it, I guess. I don't know. So she was Mariva, Maria, oh, Greek, Portokowski in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. So oh. she was also in okay. that, that, those movies. Um, she understudied Barbara Streisand for Penny Bryce. Ooh, yeah. yes, queen. Right? Um, oh, she played Aunt Frida in The Nanny, the TV show. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Oh, okay, now yes. we know who she is. I love her. That's who she is. I love The Nanny. <laughs> oh, that show's so good. It is a good show. It's too bad that Fran Drescher tries to do other things and she'll only ever be The Nanny. It's true. Did you see her at Gamage in Cinderella? I saw Cinderella. I don't remember her being in she it. She was the stepmother. Really? The most recent time that... No, yeah. not the most recent time. The time before oh, that. that's why. Like okay. 2014, 2015. Because I saw like the most recent. No, 2015. I think it was 2015. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that tour. Was it rough? Was it good? Was it bad? I was so excited. Because, mm-hmm. like, we walk in the theater... And she hadn't been advertised because I guess whoever was playing the stepmother got sick or whatever. And so then she came in and was doing just like three different locations Mm -hmm. of the tour. So, and her first one was Gamage. And on the sign that they have that stands out that has all the characters' names and everything, the actors, it said Fran Drescher. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) What? Well, she probably won't be today because we're at the Sunday matinee and we always get the understudies. And then I look in the program and there's a slip of paper that says, at this performance, Fran Drescher. And we were like, I was like, Dad, we're going to see the nanny. The nanny is in this show. And then 
She came on stage and sounded exactly like the nanny. I mean, that's her voice. But so. raspier. Well, and it's not going to get better. Yeah, and then she tried to sing, and mm. I was like, oh. <laughs> and her acting was very much like... I can't, I can't even explain it. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. I mean, I think... The reason why the nanny was such a success really is because she didn't have to act. That was her, you know? Yeah. And so she's done a couple of other things, and I think some of them were okay, but it's kind of one of those she'll always just be the nanny. Yeah. I think, but oh well. So Lainey, we're going back Sorry. to Lainey. Sorry, so many tangents. I mean, really, this show is not going to have a lot to talk about, so I think, sorry guys, we'll get there. I mean, and I feel like we keep talking crap about this show. It's really a cute show, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you should still go see it, just not the production we saw. Don't watch it on YouTube. Don't watch it on YouTube. Go borrow someone's MCC. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, do, but make sure it's the cast that's not mine. <laughs> it was double cast. So, yeah. Oh, but Katie's really good. Right. Oh, crap. Or, I don't know. Have both DVDs, two different screens. <laughs> Just flip On back and one forth. of them, make sure you watch the Not Me, Casey Downing. <laughs> and then fast forward on the other one to then watch Katie Cook. And then watch the next one. And switch back and forth. There you yes. go. Easy. Done. Not a problem. <laughs> so Lainey actually played this role in the movie as well. Okay. So she came with it. And then... Um, yeah. Then we have, and I should know how to say his last name, Joshua Mostel. What? <laughs> you know, it, Zero Mostel. Is that how you say his name? Zero Mostel. Oh, I don't know. I have no we're idea. Mostel? Very bad actors. Why? Zero is the guy that know. played Tevia for like a million years. Oh. I don't care a flying <laughs> flip about Fiddler on the Roof. Anyway, however you say his name, Joshua is his son. Um, Joshua Mostel. I'm going to go with Mostel and get eggs thrown at me. It's fine. He played Cy Benson. Ah. So, and then um, he played a supporting role in Jesus Christ Superstar. He had a small role in the movie Sophie's Choice. Huh. Um... He played uh, Principal Max Anderson in Billy Madison. Yes, I love Billy Madison. And he played Arthur Brooks. I don't remember that character in Big Daddy. It's been a long time since I've seen seen that movie. I haven't seen that in so long. So, yeah, that's Joshua. Interesting. Yeah. All right. And then we have, okay, let's try to get through this list. Ethan Phillips as Herb Lee. Um, I wrote that he's in lots of bit parts in movies and TV and you know, plays. Just none that I would know. Um, Paul Stolarski as Leo Silver. Once again, a lot of bit parts. Um, Thomas Aikida as Rookie Karoka. Karoka. A lot of bit parts. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. I'm sure you're wonderful people. I just don't know you. Um, Same. This, this I don't know names. Right. If you're not Sutton Foster or Meryl Streep, I don't know you. <laughs> Oh, and Sierra Borg. Oh, Sierra Borg. 
Bogus. There we go. Oh. I was like, I'm going to say her name, last name wrong. Love her. Um, so David Lippman as Uncle Morty. And literally the only thing I can find was that he played a judge on Law & Order at least once. Oh my god. It's fine. It's fine. He's doing great. And then we have Mary Stewart as Aunt Sadie. Oh, the one in the wedding dress. Okay. I was like, who the hell is that? I don't okay. Anyway, she um she also played in the musical Jane Eyre. She was Mrs. Fairfax Marigold. I've heard some music from that and it's, it's really good. Pretty. I haven't yeah. listened to all of it, but Yeah. I'm gonna write that down because I keep Do forgetting it. that this thing, this show exists. Yeah, it's very, very like lyrical, melodic, like kind of classical feel to it. I, I think. Jane Eyre musical. Okay, yes. I'm gonna get that music. Great. She's also played Madame de la Grande Baroche in Beauty and the Beast. Oh. The word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just like trying to say the name, and it doesn't ever come out right. But it's fine. Me with Cameron's dog. I'm like, Madam Coco LaFontaine. <laughs> Coco! Come here. <laughs> Hi, Coco. I'm not going to call you your full name. <laughs> yeah, I. my dog's name is Flynn Ryder, but I just call him Flynn because he's got time to say his full name. <laughs> he's got time. It's Madam Coco. Is it Madam or Madame? Oh, I don't wow. know. I don't know the difference. Coco. I, I think it's just language. Like okay. which language you're speaking. Right. Okay. We're almost done with these peoples. Katie. Now, this is just because I can't read my own handwriting. Finnerin as Tess. She's played Sally Bowles in Cabaret. Oh. Um, did she get... She got a... Yeah, I think she, she won this Tony. 2002 Tony for playing Brooke Ashton in Noises Off. Oh. In 2010, Tony, for um, a revival of Promises, Promises. <gasps> Kristen Charnowitz was in that. Really? Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I read that. Anyway, yes, so she won a Tony nom for that. Cool. So she's doing pretty good, this Katie Finneran, who played Tess. The daughter. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I basically got to the point in the character list here where I was like, I don't remember who oh, these people are. Okay, great. So that's our original Broadway cast. Woo! Only took us like 45 minutes to get that's there. But fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right, so we're going to start our show now. Oh, no. Yes. Okay. We got this. We start with 20 million people. I love this song. It is a fun song. I do like it. I actually want to do this as one of the opening numbers one year for workshop. That would be a good one for workshop. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone, you have a lot of different people. Yeah. Who have like at least a small little shining moment to be yeah. their little character and yeah. that'd be a good one. Yeah, I think it'd be fun because it's like you could say twenty million people instead of our like when you say watching our show, it could be the workshop show, not the T V show. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But like it's in the in the show, it's it's a cute song, it's a fun opener. Yeah. If performed well. Right. If you have the st- like it doesn't require a lot of choreo, but I feel like you need to definitely have it staged. You need to have the urgency, kind of. So this song is just basically, we it it's like a scene setter. Yeah. So we're in a TV studio. It's a studio in which they have like this weekly, like like you said, like SNL t- type of show. Yeah. It's just a sketch show that they shoot live every week. Yeah. And so it's just setting the scene for that. And um, you see all the people like getting busy, getting ready to put on a show. Well, 
You hopefully see that if it's a good production. Right. (laughs) And, like, I feel like if it's staged better than the one we just watched, then, like, you get more of that sense and the urgency and you can see, like, who the the actors are versus Mm -hmm. who the background people are and the crew and this and that. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, as you probably got sick of hearing me say while we were watching it, you got to move around. Yeah. You know, and they did a whole lot of just standing one spot. Mm-hmm. And this is a busy studio. They're not going to be just standing in one spot. Right. So you need to have the people running off to get the the cupcakes or whatever. I don't know. Right. The, what exactly. they do in movie studios, but yeah. I don't know. So <laughs> Yeah, so I think it's it's kind of a fun little upbeat song and yeah. if you stage it correctly with yeah. the moving, bustling people, I think, yeah, it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Because you do have those... And, like, having someone run into someone else and papers go flying. Right. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. And someone carrying the donuts. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah. I mean, they they had the opera singer, because ca- that's part of the... The show. Is, the sketches, know. yeah. Uh, I mean, like, so they had, like, the characters that, in our show that we saw production they had the various characters because like the song requires it you have to have the opera singer you have to have it was just kind of like it didn't have any of the urgency or or that expectation feeling yeah and and you need to have that like the actors should definitely have that like nervousness still rehearsing right getting ready right like i'm excited but i'm scared Mm -hmm. oh i hope they like me sort of feeling that actors typically have anyway yeah and then, yeah, and you have all the background people like, oh, is all my sound equipment put together? Is my yeah. camera doing what I'm supposed to do? And, like, like, the tech person who's like, okay, guys, this needs, get this together. Come on, we gotta go. Yeah, like the one customers who, still sewing stuff, yeah. you know, like, all the things. I don't know if they call him a stage manager in TV and film, but, like, know. your stage manager <laughs> type person that's, like, not nervous, just annoyed at everyone and, like, yeah, guys, nobody's where they're get supposed to be. ish together. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I guess the other thing is is I always appreciate the ones where it's not necessarily, you know, a solo. Like a lot of the ensemble get their own little um spotlights at different yeah. times. Yeah. And I know that's something that you guys really try to do for for the at uh, the workshop. Yeah. Just to let the kids have their own little shining moments and this would it's already written in there. Right. So. Exactly. Perfect. Done. Easy. <laughs> All right, so then we we meet Benji, mm-hmm. right? And he comes up and he um, kind of introduces himself and this is just like, this is my favorite year, um, 1954? It wasn't 60s, it was 50s. No, I think it was 50. 50-something. 50 yeah. Yeah, and then... Um, I should know this. Wow. I mean, we literally just watched it. It's fine. That wasn't very good, so... <laughs> I want to say he said 54, but, I mean, who really cares? It was in the 50s. Right. That's the point. Early 50s. Right. And he basically said, like, I don't remember the whole spiel, but basically that, I mean, he the, the reason why this is his favorite year wasn't necessarily because it was always his favorite time and all that. It's just because he, it was when he changed from boy to man type of thing. This was right. his coming of age story. Yeah. Is is what it is. So, um, and he, that's also kind of the song he sings is my favorite year as well, right? I think he has some, like, 
little mini intro. intro. It's not like a full song. No, and then he's just like, here's... Yeah, so he sings like a little bit, and then he talks more about it, and then they do 20 million people. Yeah. 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 Sure. Something like that. We literally just watched it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm so sorry. You moved a chair. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Terrible. I know. So, so we finish 20 million people, and Mm -hmm. then we go into the writer's room. Yes. And we find out that their guest artist for the next week has canceled. Yes. So, uh, they decide, King Kaiser decides, question mark. I'm going to say that a whole lot. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) same. He decides to get this old movie actor, Alan Swan, to come guest star and replace that role. And basically, you know, King Kaiser's kind of runs with an iron fist and um, has a lot of silly superstitions and, you know, just larger-than-life kind of character. And then you've got Alice, who's a writer. and she the only female writer. The only female writer. Because it's the um, 50s. Right. So it's surprising. Even, sorry, I was throwing my pen at you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Don't talk. No. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and she used to do shows with King Kaiser, and then she got sick of it because he always took the yes, all the entire stage. Took the spotlight. Yeah. And so she went into writing, and then she's got kind of her silent partner, Herb. Yes. Herb. Who doesn't really say anything. He just whispers things into her ear. Right. Because he's mad at Psy. Mm-hmm. And so, because it doesn't, you don't really get an ex- a full explanation of what happened that they fought and whatever. So now Herb just whispers things to Alice, like jokes and stuff, and mm-hmm. Alice says them. And then Psy gets mad at Herb, which is the comedy of it. Right. Which we didn't get in the one we just watched, but. Yeah. And there's, like, one point where Sai says something like, how long are you going to give me the silent treatment? And then Herb whispers again in Alice's ear, and it's something funny. And then she says it, and then Sai says something, and then Herb whispers something to Alice that actually makes, is, like, actually a diss to Alice, and Alice says it, and then goes, wait! (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. Yeah, this is another one. So this was kind of a... An important scene to kind of watch and understand why timing is such an important thing yes. and pacing is such an important Especially thing. Especially with comedy. Right. And I think that's something that you don't necessarily appreciate as a as an audience member until you do get a production like this. Yes. If it doesn't keep moving, then all the jokes fall flat because you don't realize they're jokes really. Right. And so you have to keep on top of each other and time it just right. Yeah. You know, and I think, like, I've slowly learned that Mm -hmm. throughout the years of doing theater. It's, like, it's something that's hard to grasp because, like, as an actor, a lot of times you want to, like, take your time and give... You want to milk it a little bit. Yeah. Or, like... you want to make sure that they hear what you're saying, so you try to say it's nice and slow. And you don't want to rush. Right. And have people be like, oh, that was too fast. Yeah. So you want to give things time... But I really noticed um, when I saw the play that goes wrong at Gamage, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, they're like this is so, so fat. Yeah. Like there is no dead space. Mm-mm. 
this is what comedy is. Right. Everyone needs to see this because people are not getting it. (laughs) This is comedy. Fast. Yeah, it really is like you have to almost be saying your line as soon as they're done with their line. Yeah. Because it's just that's how fast the pacing has to go. Yeah. I mean, and it depends on the the scene too. This one doesn't have to be quite as fast as the play that goes wrong. But still, like, they were really slow. Yeah. And, like, another thing I noticed is that if they said their lines quick enough, mm-hmm. the delivery of it almost didn't even matter. Yeah. Like, what word you emphasize or any of that, it was just saying it in the right timing. Yeah. all that mattered. Right. Just say it. And, like, the intonation and stuff is obviously important. Right. But it's kind of like, if you get the timing right, people know it's supposed to be a joke. Right. And then the intonation is just kind of something that adds on top of it right. later, you know? It's fascinating. Yeah. It's it's so interesting to do the comparison of... It's so much more complicated than right. people think. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, they decide to get Alan Swan. And um, Benji is super excited because he grew up hero worshiping Alan Swan because he went and saw all of Alan Swan's movies mm-hmm. and this is the song Larger Than Life and it's basically just like here are my daddy issues he left me when I was little uh-huh. and so this man on this screen who didn't know I exist I kind of replaced him as my father and had these daydreams that maybe he and my mom hooked up one night because you know timing wise it could have happened it could have you know which is awkward you know what it also what it really hmm well, actually, this doesn't remind me of it. When I saw this other movie, it made me think of my favorite ear, hmm. Coco. Really? Mm-hmm. I guess I can kind of see it. Because of him loving What's-His-Face, yeah. the guitar player. Yeah, and his real dad, he thought, walked out on him. and Right. Hmm. And, like, Interesting. he goes to meet him, and he's not what he expected. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good comparison. I watched. I, I I was thinking of this movie, and I can't even begin to remember what the name of it is. Mm-hmm. It was this weird like '80s movie, and she. It might have been early '90s, but it, um, she was living during the depression, and so she had no money. But she would go, see see a movie and just sit in the movie theater all day long, you know, so much so that she like w- thought she was part of the movies. Oh, and that I don't know why that made me think of that, but because movies, right? Yeah. And just thinking that this person on screen, because right. what it, like, and I guess what it is is that, um, it was Jeff Bridges was the guy on the screen. Okay. Um, and he actually like comes out and like they have, a, interaction type of thing. And like the whole rest of the movie, I don't really remember the movie right at this point because it was weird. Right. But, um, yeah, and then he goes back into the screen, I think, and she's left alone type of thing. Weird. Yeah, but okay. just the whole, like, the idea of so this right. person that's not actually here in real life. Right. He's replacing that person. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. So. Larger than life. Larger than life. Not super healthy, but it's fine. Who of yeah. us are super healthy? Not me. Not me. Not me. <laughs> so they get Swan and well and before this Benji was like I want to help write this script and right. Sai was like no, no I already got something you're an intern or whatever yeah I got this we've got this script that is just backup and we'll just use this so goodbye yeah. and so um, 
the next day, no one can find Swan. And he, everyone look, has been looking at it everywhere. And um, so, I don't know. I don't know what happened in this scene. <laughs> but um, they can't oh, find no. Swan. And I just know that um, Kaiser comes in, King Kaiser comes in, and he's like, go find Swan. Mm-hmm. And then he turns to Alice and he's like, hey, by the way, you're going to be on this episode. Mm-hmm. So, and at first she was like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And and um, he was like, well, then I'll fire you. And so she's like, well, I guess that's fair. So, uh. She's <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. totally. Yeah, but at least let me have one gag and then I'll do it. And so he's like, fine. And then, um. They, oh, and then this is the Musketeer sketch, mm-hmm. which is like the one, one of, I was going to say five, just because I was going to throw out a number, but it's three, I think, different versions of the Musketeer sketch. Four. Oh, there are yeah. Four, right? very many. There's a lot. They come back to the sketch a lot. But basically, Kaiser's like, okay, what script do we have for Swan when he comes in? Mm-hmm. And the Cy brings out this backup script and King Kaiser's like no this is the worst yeah so he's like tears it up yeah tears it up do we have another script and of course they don't so they just are making one up on right so I was like oh yeah I got I got a great one for you and then Benji's like this is it and you know so they just start building this scene and it's called the musketeer sketch because Mm -hmm. you have musketeers and they like to drink the drink, 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 I think is half of the lyrics. Yep. Um, and then they have a damsel in distress, which is Casey mm-hmm. for, you know, in this moment. Yeah. And it has that funny little bit of... She, where Benji's like, and she sings, and she's like, like I, I can't, can't sing. sing. And he's like... She, she tells a joke. Still, I don't know any jokes, Benji. <laughs> she sighs, and then she sighs horribly, and they're <sighs> like... <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's move on because she's and awful. And yeah. then, like, Alice gets to do a bunch of fun stuff in this song, too. Oh, yeah. 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 So she and, and King Kaiser kind of have their own little, like, tango type of yeah. thing through this song. So, once again, I'm sure it's a fun song. Oh, yeah. When people have the energy and the staging yeah. to go with it. But, and props. I feel like they didn't use any props. Yeah, they didn't use any props. It was weird. And I think I can understand they were trying to keep it in the writer's room. Because when we were watching it, I was like, why wouldn't they were they're in a TV studio? Why wouldn't they just borrow one of the swords there and well, see, like, the swords? When or... we did it, we were in the writer's room, obviously, mm-hmm. but we had, like, the writer's table had, like, a rubber chicken and just random, like, right. just props that comedy comedy people comedians right <laughs> that comedians would just have at that time so it was like they took out a rubber chicken and used that as a sword and like just random office yeah. supplies they used as their props for the scene yeah and this this production they did use pencils at some point but it was yeah That's it was boring. very yeah it was very limited on props throughout the entire show yeah so but, I mean, mm-hmm. it was a high school show and student-directed, so maybe they had $5. But a fine arts high school, so... That's true. It's true, but maybe they still just had $5. Yeah. 
and they spent it on costumes. Their costumes oh. were not that bad, especially no. the ones that were obviously rented, which, right, you know. But anyway, so we then finally have Alan tumbling. Yes. Because he is wasted. Wasted. Super wasted. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so they're like, well, crap, what mm-hmm. do, do we do now? And so Benji's in charge of taking him back to his hotel. Mm-hmm. Which is the Waldorf, Waldorf, sorry. Um, once again, I don't really understand this next scene. It was just basically like Casey shows up, is there, and they flirt a little bit. Right. I think Casey, don't remember, like escorted them oh, she back mm-hmm. because. Um, well, and I think what what I didn't mention earlier is that. It, it's not, it's, they let us know, the audience know, that Casey and Benji had gone on a date, mm-hmm. but it didn't go well, right. because Benji spent the, well, she didn't really elaborate, mostly she was just like, you, uh, use the breadsticks as tusks, right, and your stupid little joke, and I wanted to eat those, yeah, type of thing, just, yeah. you know, insinuating how he was being immature, right, type of thing, and so, in this scene, right, and I think this scene was kind of just built off of that, like, he still wants to date her. Right. But she's like, you're a child. Mm-hmm. And she also kind of likes Alan Swan because she also kind of hero worshipped him a little bit. Yes. And so, yeah, I think this was just building that tension up a little bit, and then she just left. Right. Great. Yeah, because, like, basically, Benji was put in charge of babysitting Alan Swan, making right. sure he is not allowed to touch any alcohol. Right. Until after our show at the end of this weekend or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And so. And you did a great job. <laughs> so good. <laughs> he had one job. <laughs> one job, Benji. Yeah. So, uh. Babysit an adult. Babysit Ugh. him. Yeah. And so then. She leaves, and his crazy, 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 crazy pants mom mm-hmm. comes in with with his stepdad, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Look, I made tapioca," um, and, and something else. Yeah, I don't know. I just knew they had. I was just really caught up in the fact that they had like cookie, not cookie sheets. They had like cake pans, saying that they had tapioca. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know much about tapioca. But I don't think you bake it. I know you have to, like, heat it to make it. But I think that's on a stove. Right. I don't know. It's fine. They're children. But to me, it looked like pizza boxes. It kind of did. It also kind of almost looked like they had a a square foam that they just put aluminum foil over top. Or that, yeah. Couldn't figure it out. It's fine. Yeah, it was weird. (laughs) It was weird. We got a little too caught up in... We're really harsh on these poor little... I mean, okay, <laughs> if the actors were doing anything interesting, we probably wouldn't have been so caught That's up in true. what they were holding. That's true. <laughs> but clearly they were not interesting, so that's all we can focus on. <laughs> and plus, this really is just such a weird scene. Mm-hmm. The mom just kind of randomly shows up. I mean, yeah, you can be like, she's crazy and she wanted to meet this celebrity. Right. Which makes sense. And then they have this conversation and 
um, Benji tells her that he basically that he's embarrassed of his stepdad, mm-hmm. and so then she sings uh, "Rookie in the Ring." Snore. <laughs> yeah, and it's just I can't. <laughs> it's like twenty minutes. Okay, it's not twenty minutes long. It's a long song, just singing about this guy and yeah. why she fell in love with him and the moment that she fell in love with him. And it's like, nobody cares. We see this character for like maybe 20 minutes of the whole show. Yeah. Well, and what is on top of that, it's this weird antithesis of you don't know how you're supposed to take this song because, no. I mean, it's not a super slow song. No. But it's still on the slower, like, love ballady kind right. of, you know. And then you've got these, like, funny moments where he comes up and yeah. he's like, Krora or whatever. Roka, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, is this supposed to be kind of cutesy funny? Is this supposed to be a love ballad? Like, what is this supposed to be? I think it would be more clear watching someone who actually knows what they're singing about do it. That's fair. So, like, if you yeah. had watched Allison doing it, yeah, probably well, I, would make a lot more sense. Yeah, and I think that's also what was kind of confusing is that um, his mom was down there on the floor singing about how she loves this dude mm-hmm. and he's up on the stairs i don't know what that top platform was was it the balcony was it i think it was the stairs up to like Upstairs? the rooms oh well there were the no hotel. rooms i know there were n- look you guys are beautiful sweet little angels this was a rough play my friends um <laughs> but yeah it was just i think because this is supposed to be a hotel right mm-hmm so, yeah, I think it was just supposed to be, like, from the lobby up these stairs to I the room. I think it's the lobby. I think they were in the hotel room. Then why were there stairs? I don't know. We didn't have stairs in ours. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you get really fancy rich, I just don't know. Do they have? I don't know. I'm poor. So maybe they have nice suites that have stairs in them. They probably do. <laughs> and it goes up to the bedroom. Maybe. Sure. Yeah, let's say that's what it is. But yeah, they, I, he was up on these stairs away from the action, looking out the windows. I know that's one thing he was doing, looking oh, at the, the city. Looking out the window, but he was facing the audience. You're not wrong. <laughs> he was facing the audience, looking out the window, yet they were downstairs in front well, of where he was. Well, there was a time was. he was looking upstage. Okay, that's good. He did do that a couple of times. That's good. But, yeah, he was doing a whole lot of wandering up there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I'm not a director, so I can't figure out how you would stage this anyway. But, ultimately, I feel like he needs to be down there when she's singing about him. Right. And not up on the stairs. Or, like, walk off stage, be in another part of the, the hotel room. Well, I think he has to be on stage just so she can be like, this is this person. Right. I mean, not that you'd forget who she's talking about. Right. But, but like, he'd always, like, be busy doing things. Right. Or, like, setting the table and, like, he right. could walk off stage, come back. I think ours had a, he had, like, a an apron mm-hmm. and he was cooking. So he'd, like, walk off stage, oh, grab, like, a casserole yeah. dish or something. Do something productive. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Because then all of a sudden, aren't they eating dinner there? Or is that later? No, she left dinner. Got it. She left it there. Got it. Yes, you're yes. right. Anyway, it's fine. I don't know. They tried their hardest, bless their souls. And uh, we're and really convincing people to see this <laughs> show. We're doing <laughs> great. 
man. It's fine. But it's good to know it, you know? Yeah. I think both Katie and I, and maybe even Marshall, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know why Marshall wouldn't. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, like, at least three of us got nominated for Zonies for this show blows my mind. Yeah. I don't understand. People like comedy, to be fair. So. If it's good. Well, we must have been good. I guess. But I mean, I think show. we are coming, <laughs> we are coming from this not great production that we right. saw. Right. It was rough, to be sure. Yes. So I'm sure it's a lot more fun to watch when there's like more energy, better right. directing, and all of that. So we're just really coming down strong and hard on these poor high schoolers is what we're doing. But uh, I guess my point is, is even if you're not in high school, I don't know how you direct this scene. It just seems mm. awkward, like an awkward part of the story. But yeah, it is what it is. Mom comes in, sings about her love for the stepdad leaves because she's done singing yeah. about the stepdad unwarranted like no one asked her to sing about her love about for him it was mostly like just because benji was you know shitting on him so much that she was just like looky here and then yeah but still nobody asked her no but i mean <laughs> she's his mom the kind of mom who doesn't need anybody to ask right just like she showed up to the hotel even of this famous celebrity to try to meet the celebrity because right. she's she's his mom and she can do what she wants. Right. But then the fact that she just leaves <laughs> without meeting the celebrity is right. also baffling. But right. it's alright. She leaves. And <laughs> then Alan finally comes out after having... Because he passed out mm-hmm. in the writer's room and so that's why they're back in the hotel and he's finally like back and awake and right. co- he's sick. Coherent is the word I was going for. Oh, like, that's close. <laughs> that is close. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's what? Midnight? It's fine. Oh, it's 1230. Oh, look at us go. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, okay. Then we... He comes downstairs, and like we said, Benji had one job. Don't let him go drinking. And then Alan's like, well, that's stupid. Let's sing a song about Manhattan Why we are going to go party in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And then they go proceed to party in Manhattan. Well, he'll, he's like showing Benji about Manhattan. And mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like what's supposed to happen, we didn't see this on this one, mm-hmm. but what's supposed to happen is like while he's going through this whole like spiel, he gets like lost in the crowd. Yeah. And like loses Benji. So then Benji's like, oh, crap. Where did he go? And he's like, I lost him. Peace. I'm going to go drink. (laughs) See, I was thinking it was like, hey, you're this straight-laced guy who may have lived in New York your whole life, but let me show you the part of New York you've never seen because you're not willing to be the, you know. Right. And so he, as he's showing him these, like, more seedy parts of the funner parts of New York. Right. He's obviously like, eh, obviously going, here's a beer for you and here's three for me, you know. But it could be either way. It yeah. could be a little bit of both. Yeah. But I don't I don't really know because I don't remember the movie. That's fair. I just remember I remember in our version Benji like suddenly stumbling like out of a crowd, like, oh, okay, that was crazy. Where did he go? Yeah. 
I think you could probably do it either way. Yeah. Might just be director's director. choice. Yeah. Totally. It's fair. And we were kind of talking about how this is a weird paced song. Yes. So it's kind of like choreography wise yeah. hard to do because it's either it's like weird. yeah you either have to be dancing real quick like super double time mm-hmm. or like real slow yeah so it yeah it it's got this like jazzy but like off i don't know it's, it's i wouldn't even necessarily call it jazzy it's just a weird it's weird sounding song it's just odd and it, it what's funny is that it's just this weird song that musically doesn't really fit with the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Although none of the songs really fit with yeah, the show. Yeah, there's not a super tight theme but, going on. Yeah, but this one, I feel like specifically, just really sticks out. Mm-hmm. There's a song in Daddy Long Legs about Manhattan. You're right. That 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 song does not fit with that show at all. Yeah. It's like it just sticks out, and you're like, what is happening? Yeah. All of the other songs in Daddy Long Legs definitely go together. And I'd say you could probably also kind of argue NYC from Annie kind of has the same. It oh. fits a little bit better, but it's right. still one of those like plot-stopping yeah. numbers. I feel like the only reason I accept that one more is just because of growing up with it. Yeah. But I feel like had I never heard Annie mm-hmm. until I was an adult then it would definitely stick out. Like, it, it, you're right, it doesn't quite Yeah. Fit. That's so weird. These songs about New York, man. You gotta not put them in your show. Yeah, it's, they... It's not gonna fit. They clearly don't work. <laughs> right. People are not writing the right melodies. Right. They've got enough songs about New York. You don't need another one, I promise. No more. It's just gonna stop everything. Yes. So, the next day, we get back into the writer's room, and the writers are reading in the newspaper... All of the antics Ugh. that uh, that good old Alan has gotten into, and they sing this tiny little song called "Naked in Bethesda Fountain." Mm-hmm. Bethesda Fountain. Naked in Bethesda Fountain. Yeah. Yep. So obviously he got naked in Bethesda, Bethesda. Fountain. That's the fountain that's in the middle of, not in the middle, but it's in Central Park. Oh, is it? I believe so. If it's the one I'm picturing in my head. I mean, I know that there's a big fountain. I just didn't know the name of it, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So he's off, you know, cavorting, gallivanting. Gallivanting. All the things all around New York, making, stirring up scandal. And so everyone's obviously not happy, especially when Benji, like, walks in and they're just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Your one job. Yeah, and then he's like, but he did it sober. <laughs> Because he's trying to, yeah. Yeah. And they're just, Alan ends up coming in mm-hmm. too, right? And they obviously start yelling at him a little bit, and he's just like, whatever. Yeah. Charisma, charisma for you. Yeah. Charm for you. And just, you know, smooths it over, kind of. Yeah. But then King Kaiser's, you know, still kind of laying down the law, mm-hmm. and he's talks and he talks about all the things that he requires and they sing the gospel according to King. Right. And it's also just talking about all the weird little rituals that he requires because he's super superstitious, super superstitious. And I think like something in the middle of him talking to Alan, something happens where like 
someone sneezes or drops something, whatever, that's one of his superstitions. And so, like, everyone stops everything they're doing to do their little physical ritual that they have to do, like, stomp, stomp. Yeah. As, like, good luck yeah. to counteract whatever just happened. And Alan's like, uh, what? Yeah. What did you just do? What just happened? Yeah. And then they get into the fun song. I like this song a lot, actually. Yeah. Gospel according to King. If yeah. it's done well. Yeah. And they they got there. Yeah. They really did. It, it Because it is, I feel like this is kind of an easier one to choreograph, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a dancey, dancey number. Right. Again, it, is, it just needs, it needs good blocking. Yeah, it needs good blocking. It's a lot about those, like, silly little, little rituals. Yeah. And so they had, like, three or four of those that they did, and it was yeah. cute. Yeah. It was I liked fun, it. Fun. That's a fun song. Yeah. So, uh, then they decide to get into rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And so this is the Musketeer rehearsal. Oh, yay. So we sing that good old Musketeer song again. Not the whole thing, though. Yeah. And it's not the same lyrics each time. Right. It's just... We're doing this again. Right. So we have, um, yeah, I mean, they're just up there. And, like, the song. like, sword fighting. Yeah, it's just, like, the song itself doesn't further the plot really any. It's Mm -hmm. just, hey, look, we're doing rehearsals. Right. And then rehearsal ends, and Benji's just so happy that his idol's up there saying his words and all of that kind of stuff. And um, then... He sees that Alan's starting to flirt with Casey, and he's not okay with that. No. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. So he gets a little jealous and tries to split them up a little bit. Yeah. And Casey's just like, what are you doing? She gets angry. She gets really mad because he's getting, I mean, he's just being annoying. Right. Not that he's doing anything. Well, he says something about their date or something yeah that then embarrasses her and because she was like hoping to get asked on a date by alan right and so he says whatever he says and she's like benji and runs off to run to the bathroom because she's so mad and embarrassed she's mad at benji and embarrassed in front of alan and it's just rough yeah and so benji kind of stays there for a second and alan's like what are you doing you should i mean which is i don't know I don't understand Alan's character sometimes. I mean, he's just very flirtatious with he, all the girls. Right. So he, like, didn't really have any true interest in Casey. Casey. Right. He was just flirting because he was a big flirt. Yeah. But he, he sees that Benji really likes him, so he's like, no, 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 don't run after her right away. you got to wait a few seconds because this, this is how you hook the girl. Yeah. Which is not how Benji is going to hook Casey because... That's not how that's going to happen. Because that doesn't actually happen in real life. Right. You waiting four seconds is not going to make me less mad at you. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> so he, like, makes Benji do that. And then, like, a girl drives by or walks by or whatever. And right. Well, in this one, skateboards on a... <laughs> on a tree. Piece, on a tree set. <laughs> I don't... What? I think she... Yeah. It, I think it was definitely supposed to be she was somehow on a runaway set piece. Right. But she was obviously propelling right. it herself like a skateboard right and she's screaming help me and, and he goes like three four and then runs after it's yeah. supposed to be funny it's supposed to be funny just not if she's actually skateboarding yeah <laughs> oh goodness it's fine so then benji follows her into the bathroom 
which is very problematic on a lot of levels. Um, I think he's just innocent and helpless. It's and he's true. Like, Please listen to me. I love you. He goes in and he's like, half. Most of the girls leave, but Alice is doing her business in the stall. The stall, so she can't leave. And so she kind of joins the conversation from inside the stall. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and he's like, here's my mother's ring. Please go on a second date with me. And she's like, are you proposing? And he's like, well, maybe kind of. I don't know. Is that okay? And she's obviously like, no, it's not okay. <laughs> and just, yeah. So it's just, he's very innocent, but this is still all very problematic. Yeah. Don't follow a girl into the bathroom. If she's mad at you, let her be mad for a while. More than four seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she, Alice finally comes out and she kicks him out. She's like, look, she said no. Yeah. That's your answer. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Right. So he leaves. And um, so then Alice and Casey have this nice conversation and Alice is like, look, She's she's trying to be, um, not be direct about it, but it's she's like it's obvious that you do care for this guy. Yeah. So why are you not pursuing this relationship? I don't right. understand. Like he's a nice guy. He is interested. Yeah. He's trying really hard. Yeah. And Casey says that all he did all night was joke. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, she is not a funny person. Mm-hmm. So she it felt makes her uncomfortable. Yeah, she felt super pressure to try to be funny, yeah. and she's not funny. And right. so Alice is like, "That's not true. I'm sure you're funny." And Casey's like, "Yeah, name one time, one time." <laughs> and so Alice is My like, "Favorite part." <laughs> Alice is like, "No, okay, we're we're gonna make this work. I'll I'll work with you." And so they sing this song, "Funny," the duck joke, mm-hmm. right? Oh, it's my favorite. And so Casey's just singing about how she's not funny and how she wishes she could be. And, and it's she, actually, I really enjoyed this song. It's so good. Even just the funny part of it, it's you know? It's so fun. Well, and like throughout Casey, like singing this like cutesy-ish ballad, mm-hmm. she's like trying to say these proper like comedy terms right. and Alice keeps interjecting. And at one point Casey gets mad and looks at her and she's like, excuse me, sorry, my <laughs> yeah, bad. Like she calls slapstick slapstick. Um, eternally second bandana. And then uh, Alice is like, banana. <laughs> and Casey's just like, see, I'm hopeless. I'm never going to get there. And it's so funny. It's it's just a really cute song, yeah. too. It's just yeah. nice fun lyrical like yeah. I feel like I would go back and listen to this song yeah whereas a lot of other songs I wouldn't necessarily yeah. touch but so then Alice is like okay I'm gonna tell you a joke and you repeat it back to me and it's gonna be great and so the joke is a man walks into a psychiatrist's office with a duck on his head this guy this guy dang it See? I just pulled the Casey yeah <laughs> I sure did this, this guy, guy walks, walks into, into a psychiatrist's, psychiatrist's office, office with a duck on his head and the psychiatrist guy, says, can I help you? And the guy says, yeah, get this duck off the my... duck. Oh, dang says. it. <laughs> yes, we're doing great. Wait. <laughs> what? It's, two, what? it's 12.40 in the morning. 12.40. Wait. I have rehearsal at 9. It's fine. 
psychiatrist um, says, can I help you? The duck says, yeah, get this guy off my ass. Yes, we made it through the joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. And this is why I played Kate. <laughs> <laughs> so Alice tells the joke. Casey tries to repeat it. And she starts it with... A man. A man walks in. And Alice is like, no, no, it's funnier if you say this guy. This guy this sounds guy better than a man. Yeah. You're doing great. Doing great. Keep going. Use your hands. And then she gesticulates all over the place uh-huh. because she's using her hands. Right. And all the people can see this audio of me. Right. <laughs> I mean, I just kept, I had my hands like, I felt like I was directing a plane or something because mm-hmm. I just went like this <laughs> with like this stare. This guy walks into a doctor's office. It's like, I just, right. Sorry, I got it. This guy walks into a psychiatrist's office wearing a duck. Just like, whoa! (laughs) Wearing a duck. No, no, no. The duck was on his head. Yeah, and then it's... uh, A duck on his head. This guy walks into a psychiatrist's office with a duck on his head. With a talking duck on his head or something like that. Wait. This guy (laughs) walks into a psychiatrist's office with a duck on his head. The guy says to the psychiatrist, can you help me? I have a talking duck on my head. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and Alice is like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Huh? Yeah. And Alice is like, oh. Or Casey's like, oh, good. I, I did it. Wow, I can do it. And then she hands her a dollar or whatever. And yeah. Casey's like, what's this for? Accordion, Accordion lessons. lessons. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Which we didn't mention at the beginning of the song. Right. Sorry. At the beginning, she says the only truly unfunny people in this world are professional accordion players. Yep. So we end the song with, here's some money for accordion lessons. Because you are truly never going to be funny. You're right. We're not wrong. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Best song. It is the best song, If you don't watch this show, at least look up that song and watch it, listen to it. Yeah. This song in... One other song, I think, or like the two to look up. So, but we'll get to the other one. In okay. Too. So then we go back to rehearsals. So this is the Musketeer rehearsal part two. So we're okay. third time we're in the Musketeer song. No. Yep. And after they finish rehearsals, this girl comes up to Benji and she's like, can oh, you yes. give this letter to Alan? Yes. And he's like, oh, all um, fan letters go to so-and-so. And she's like, but I'm here. Mm-hmm. Can you just give him this letter? You know, and they keep going back and forth, back and forth. And yeah. so he's like, fine. If I have time, I'll give him this letter. Because mm-hmm. it's not like I'm spending all day with him. Right. And so she's like, thank you. It's an invitation to her high school something or other. Some ceremony. Yeah. I didn't think it was graduation, but it no. was a ceremony of some sort that they probably did in the 50s that we probably don't do anymore. Yeah. That's my thought. And so he's like, wait, there's not a name on here. And she's like, he'll know. Right. And if he doesn't know, then whatever. Right. And she leaves. And then Benji decides to take Alan to his mother's place to introduce them. And... um. So this is the song Welcome to Brooklyn, which also goes on for forever, because they get there, 
and you know they're kind of having a conversation and then suddenly like everyone and their dog shows up in the house because everyone heard he was I there. I want to say there there might not be lines but I think when we did it mm-hmm. Jerry specifically staged like once the mom character heard that Benji was going to come over mm-hmm. and bring Alan he staged it to where she started making phone calls mm-hmm. to tell everyone, Alan Swan is coming here to our house. And that explains why. Why everybody and their dog is there. Right. And I mean, that makes sense. His mom's totally the type of person that would do that. Right. Absolutely. Because she had to Yeah. brag. I don't know that they showed that in the version we just watched, yeah. but... I think also we kind of checked out. I think so too. We were like dogs. Let's play, play with, with the dogs. dogs. Yeah. Dogs are better than whatever's happening on YouTube right now. All a girl needs is a dog. It's another Flaherty and Aaron's. Oh, so good. <laughs> All right, so he finally gives this invitation. To Alan Swan, mm-hmm. and he's mad because Alan knows that this is for his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he's conflicted because he doesn't know, like he wants to go because he really feels guilty. He wants to be there for his daughter, but the relationship that he has with his ex-wife is super tumultuous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Keep going. You got it. You're getting there. Words. <laughs> <laughs> Tumultuous. It is super tumultuous. There you go. And one of your favorite lines was right here. <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot what the context was again. Right. It was because um, when they got a divorce, the local police precinct. Oh, threw him a large barbecue. <laughs> That's not how they said it on this one. That's how Marshall Glass, whom I love and adore said it in our version he would always say a large barbecue i just like that he put the emphasis on the cue yes so now every barbecue you go to is a barbecue it's barbecue <laughs> not just a barbecue it's yeah. a barbecue it's refined once you get that cue in there yeah exactly yeah. see oh it's my favorite line <laughs> best line reading ever yeah so good <laughs> yeah and then i think he's also a little like doesn't want to meet or, like, go to his daughter's thing again because he's ashamed of, like, of the, the drunk that yeah. he's become. Yeah. And yeah. I th- he's just scared yeah. to show her who he is now and all of that, too. Um, they cut a song in the production we saw, which oh, is... Oh, yeah. So I don't know the context of this song. It's if the world were like the movies. Because he's... Everyone has always seen him as, like, the hero that he plays and portrays in the movies. Mm -hmm. And he feels like a failure and a letdown and a disappointment because in in real life, he's not like that. So if life were like the movies, he would swoop in, he would be the great dad, he would do this, he would do that, but it's not like the movies. Yeah. That's right. Now I remember. Because I did listen to the original Broadway cast a couple days ago, but... It was a couple days ago. Yeah. So, and it's actually a pretty, it's a pretty song. Yeah. I remember I enjoyed listening to it and right. being like, having it kind of pull at your heartstrings a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I don't know of all things to cut, why that one was the choice, but okay. 
it's been fun. I feel like it's kind of, it's always kind of hard to close Act 1 with a ballad. And that might be why. But yeah, I don't agree with that particular cut because you kind of need that for that character development, I feel. Yeah, exactly. Oh well, but now we're done with Act One. Hooray! Yay! Intermission. Another blue. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I liked blues, blues, dog, and blue. Yes. Blue dog, perfect. All hitting on all cylinders. Yeah, it's good times. All I need. <laughs> right. So then we start Act Two. With exits, we definitely didn't watch this. It was on the TV. You are definitely playing with the dogs. We were definitely playing the dogs yep. at this point. So, um, but it's just Alan singing about his regrets. Because, yeah, because I remember I was, I listened to some of it, mm-hmm. and then I went back to watching you playing with the dogs, and then I listened to some of it, and then I was paying attention to the dogs. And then I listened to it again, and I was like, it's still going? Yeah, it was a really long song. And maybe that's why they cut the other one, is because it's kind of similar in context and tone of the whole, like, he regrets the decisions he made in the past, and he wishes he were better type of thing. But this one is more cynical, like he's not a wanting to change type of thing, but he regrets the things. I don't know. It's less heartfelt, I felt. One. Yeah, cut Keep this the other one. one. Cut this one. Cut this one. The problem with cutting this one, though, I think, is that he does end up going to his daughter's high school thing. I think that's what that was that he got kicked out of. Because he showed up and the daughter was there and he was super drunk. And so she was embarrassed and went back inside. Because he was trying to get in because mm-hmm. it was his daughter's thing, but they were late and he was drunk. And so they didn't really believe him. Right. And so, like, everyone came out and he embarrassed her and himself right. in front of everyone and uh i feel like i feel like that still happened after the song so he probably could have just cut the song right started with that scene right but that's just me or just done like a verse of the song yeah something like that but yeah it it's a long song it's not great but so he's obviously despondent and super drunk so benji brought him back to the hotel and at about 5 o'clock in the morning, he just, I don't think you and I ever learned what task he was trying to do. That he needed to go do something. Bungie? Yes. So he called Casey to come babysit Alan while he went to go do the thing. Oh, that's right. I know. Yeah. I have no idea. Because I... Or did, he just, or did he just call Casey because he finally found Alan and didn't know what to do? He... What I remember what what I thought I heard in this in the because he kept trying to leave at first remember yeah and he was just like I need to go do this thing and she's like have you even slept at all oh yeah you know and all that kind of stuff she's kind of concerned for him he's like no I haven't slept yet but I mean when do I ever and type of thing so I feel like he had something he wanted to do. Mm, maybe he was like trying to go to like the newspapers or something before they printed to like maybe. make sure they didn't post anything about Alan getting kicked out. Post <laughs> social media, 1954. Yep, yep. <laughs> they tweeted all about it. So they didn't. So that nobody <laughs> tweeted and posted on their Facebooks. Uh, they get kept it off all the Finsta 
Yeah. All over. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he was trying to do something. If he said it, he did not enunciate or project or use good diction. He really didn't have any of those things. None of them really did. Yeah. And then they put... The thing that was most confusing to me is that they had, like, these... um, Like, these trios or these quartets, and they would mic one person. Mm -hmm. So this one poor soul sounded fine, but they were so much louder than all the other people, and it just sounded so weird. I was like, why? Dumb. It's fine. It's fine. Um, So they kind of get in a little argument, go back and forth type of thing, and it's just kind of revealed, like, hey, if you didn't feel like everything needed to be a joke... I'd get to know the real you, and I think I would like to know the real you. Right. And I think he kind of says something similar, like, if you just let your guard down a little bit, same thing. And so they sing Shut Up and Dance. Just a really cute song. It is a cute song. It's cute. It's just a, a sweet little, Yeah. I want to get to know you type of... I, I don't even... feel like it's really that long, either. No. Even though... They got real awkward with their prom poses. Oh, yeah, there's like a weird little, like... Maybe like eight measures of a dance break or something. Yeah, but ultimately it's it's cute if you yeah. stage it right. Yeah, I just love that they were they were in the prom pose and his line is is something like shh don't talk or something. So he had to reach in front of himself to get to her mouth and cover her mouth. Yep. Was, uh, awkward. I loved it. <laughs> so awkward. It was super awkward and like I think he even pat her mouth like shh. shh, shh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just love seeing other people be more awkward than me. It makes me feel pretty okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we love that. Yes. Yeah, so um, he leaves, she stays to babysit. Mm-hmm. And then we get... Oh gosh, how did we jump to this? We get back to the studio and they're recording. No, they're rehearsing it still. But we're not rehearsing the Musketeers this time. Think all of it is holy. <laughs> we are rec- we are rehearsing Alice and King Kaiser's uh, show. Yeah, their sketch little thing comedy duo. And so this one is called Professional Showbiz Comedy. Oh, it's so good. So this is the other song. I, I love say. this song. This is such a good song. This is kind of like the um, make them laugh moment of this but show. Better. Yeah. So it's it's got yeah. all of that physical comedy. It's got the singing. Yeah. It's got like all of that same thing yeah. that so many people love about that song is in this song. And more. It's yeah. better. It's better. <laughs> and make them laugh is like the third song in Singing in the Rain. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I just love make them laugh so much. I mean, it's good. It's <laughs> fine. It's just and it. I I guess the other thing that it makes me think of is uh, Moses supposes. It's just the big, like, super physical, mm. funny comedy song. But mostly Make Em Laugh because Make Em Laugh is, like, the super tappy. And then you get into the, like, physical comedy of, right. you know, uh, tripping over rugs and all of the things. Right. So um, they do their, their little sketch. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of this little song where she sings about he's always take Like, they used to... It's kind of like the re- real life. Very vaudeville. Yeah, it's very vaudeville. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of the song represents like what their real life is is that they were um, 
in a show, and then he kept stealing the spotlight. Right. And then they get to the part of the sketch where he starts saying all these jokes, and she's got the call and response part. Mm -hmm. And so after three jokes like this, she gets annoyed because she's like, you told me I got to have it again. Right. And so he's like, okay, and go for it. And so she literally ties him up and puts a gag in his mouth. Yep. And brings on the whole ensemble to help, too. Whole ensemble. She trashes him. Like, she tells a million jokes, and not only not only does she just tell all these jokes, she does all of this physical, just, like, dancing and gags. Yeah. And so she obviously did more than one gag. It was just this big, oh, huge yeah. production that she can call the one gag. It was gag. a big production number. Yes. <laughs> it was great. Yes. And so she finished this production number. Katie Cook rocked this song. Right. Oh, she was so good. <laughs> Star. Yes. And um, so it's it's one of, and I think that tying it back to correlation with Make Them Laugh, it's one of those, like, you have to be good at that. Yes. Right? Yeah. Or it's going to kind of fall, it's going to fall flat. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, I mean, that's a, that's a good study to do with be like, let's see how this kind yeah. of thing works. So it's just a good song. It's great. And then, you know, she finishes the number and she's like, so can we do that? And he's like, look, you can do that, you know, till the cows come home because if that, the audience loves it, it's, that's all I care about. Yeah. So they get to do it in the show. And so then we get to Alan and Benji. They're getting ready for the taping, not taping because it's live. Right. Um, and that's when Alan finally realizes that this is a live show and not a taping. Mm-hmm. And he's not used to that because he's in a movie actor. His line is, I'm not an actor, I'm a professional movie star. Yeah. Um, so he's used to having more than one take. Right. And so he's freaking out. And he also finds out that Benji invited his daughter to see the show. And so he's super not okay, and yeah. he storms off. Yeah. And so they get to the, his dressing room, and they sing The Lights Come Up. Ugh. You know what? I really did like this song. Really? The production we saw was not good. <laughs> but, I don't know, just listening to it, I just felt his, his pain. Okay. I mean, Alan's kind of, he's a dirtbag for sure. Yeah. But it's it's just a reprise of that song earlier, like the reprise of like the the thought process of yeah. just you know you think it's going to be this one way, and then the lights come up, and this is who I am, you know. Yeah. So. I just feel like by this time the show has had so many ballads. It's true. So many and long ballads, and I'm like, okay, come on, let's just get to the end of the show. Yeah, and to be fair, he's already said this. Right. He has already said this. So. Yeah. I just, yeah. I think out of context by itself, it would be a beautiful number. Right. So. Yeah. But I can agree that it doesn't need to be here. I'm realizing but. that Alan is kind of just a little pansy. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's just kind of, when you have addictions like that, a big hurdle is admitting it. Right. Which he has done. Right. But then it's having the courage to go through the painful process of getting sober. Right. Because it is really hard. And so it there's a lot of fears associated with that. It's not just the pain, like the physical pain you're going to have to go through. Right. It's the fear of 
what if I fail? Right. You know, which... Um, and the fear of, like, the feelings you're going to feel that you were trying to mask right. with the addict, like, why right. you got addicted in the first place. Mm-hmm. So facing those things that right. you've been avoiding. Yeah, so... It's this just got really deep. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's kind of fair. <laughs> we'll give you know a what, slack. Alan? You sing whatever you want to sing. <laughs> sing all of the I songs. Take all it the time. back. Just keep repeating yourself if that's what you need. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Oh, whew. Yeah. <laughs> Remember at the beginning of this when we were like, hey, this has no plot and we're not going to be talking about <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, now everything just got real. Right. It gets real at 1 a.m. Oh. We're getting there. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So, Alan doesn't, not Alan, Alan's not going to do the show is basically what this is. So, Benji goes out and he's just like, I don't. I don't know what to do. He's just kind of standing there like, I don't know what to do. And so, because it's already started. The show's already started. And then the musketeer sketch. It's coming up. <laughs> Woo! It comes up again. And um, so they're doing it. And Alan's supposed to burst through the door at this one moment. And, of course, he doesn't burst through the door. And so there's this awkward silence. And Benji, at this point, is narrating. Mm-hmm. He's gone back to the narration. Yeah. And, um... He's like, yeah, he didn't burst through the door at that moment, but then he comes in from the audience. Yeah, he's like, I think Benji ends it ends his little aside with like, Alan Swan never did come through that door. Right. And then it comes back to the really? show. Right. And then you see Alan coming from the wrong way. Right. Because he obviously like last minute decided he was going to do it, and so right. he chose a bigger entrance or whatever. Who knows? Do you, he, yeah. Listen, he he was depressed and got addicted to alcohol. He, he can do what he wants to get through that. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So he does the sketch. All goes well. Life is great. Benji comes back to narrate a little bit. Sings my favorite year. It's shown that um, Alan and his daughter kind of. Um, get together and have a father-daughter relationship and yeah. hug it out. And then it's shown that this whole thing was written by Benji, so Benji became a playwright. Right. The Looking end. Like his life story. Yes. And that is the end of the show. It kind of just yeah. just ends. Like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Literally every Hallmark movie yeah. it's like, it's, hey, oh. big kiss. Okay, bye. Yeah. You're like, oh, conflict resolved? Great, the end. Great. There's I mean, no, like, smooth resolution. There's no, this is the happy ending. It's just, oh, okay, we did it, bye. Yeah, I mean, because that's, most of the time it's just, I don't know, desperate women like me who just are watching it for them to make out, and then it's, then I'm done. <laughs> oh, why do I snort now? <laughs> That's been new in the last, like, month and a half. I've just started snorting, and I don't know why. I don't know. I don't like it. I wish I could (laughs) stop. Well, Alan wanted to stop drinking, too. (laughs) And I wanted to stop cracking my knuckles, but, you know, here we are. It's, yeah. 
We do what we can. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then he and Casey kind of had some sort of... Benji and Casey? Yeah, sorry. Benji yeah. and Casey kind of had some sort of like, hey, we're going to give this a go. Yeah, I think we ended ours, which was like, during singing my favorite year, Benji mm-hmm. and Casey kissed or like something. Yeah, I saw on the production we we saw just now, they did something similar while he mm-hmm. was singing that. They didn't kiss, but it was obviously like... We're together. Yeah. So, awesome. So what? Bagels and schmear. <laughs> it's very clear. My favorite beer. Um, my favorite tear. Tear. I don't want to do the queer one. <laughs> that's all that's left. <laughs> that's a great statement. You should just go around telling people I don't want to. I don't want to do the queer one. <laughs> I don't want to do the queer one. Hey, um, look, a uh, queer. Look over here. here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So, do you remember? It's been a while, I know. But do you remember what you did to prepare for this role? Oh, jeez. I remember, uh, like rehearsals in the ME three. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think there was a couple times I went over to Jerry's house, either after rehearsals or, like, during the week, yeah, just to get, like, some acting coaching and stuff. Right. Um, I know that Angel Moreno uh, had to dye my hair, because my hair, I'd, it had still been dark from doing Rent at this time, like, mm-hmm. I had kept dyeing it dark, and right. they wanted it a little more blonde. They wanted it a little lighter, less harsh. So she, we dyed it, and then it was like, she didn't get all the way oh, to my roots. No. So, like, it wasn't terrible, mm-hmm. but it was, like, a little bit of a line at the near my forehead of, mm-hmm. like, dark. And then some <laughs> blonde added in. Um, yeah. I mean, we hit it pretty well when we did my hair, but there was that. Yeah. But you don't remember any, like, character thought process going into... No. I don't been think... A while, so. This was before I, like, I had better training. Right. And so this was more in the period of my time, of my life, when I was, like, You're preparing sure. for it. <laughs> Why do I need to know my character's backstory? Right. I just... I just act whatever's on the page and I act this and blah 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 I was dumb I was stupid <laughs> you've learned it's I fine I was stupid and lazy yeah. yeah but I mean this character is a little I don't know it's a little 2D most of these characters are kind of 2D so yeah. I think you can kind of get away with it with this one right so that's fair yeah alright well usually I ask like if this is something you would listen to like in your playlist of a. Uh... Oh, if this show is something yes. I listen to. Yes. I actually I listen to Funny Duck Joke quite often. Really. Yeah. When I need to laugh, I listen to it. Or like, when I'm just like driving in my car with people, I'll be like, Oh my gosh, if I think of it, have you heard this song? And most people haven't. Right. And I play it for them because I'm like, this is funny. <laughs> this is funny stuff, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you know comedy, but this is it. <laughs> this is comedy. So that one for sure. And yeah. I always forget about... Um, see, I can't even remember the name right? of it now. Well, because it's 
professional What's, showbiz. There we go. Comedy. Professional show. Professional showbiz. Miss Comedy. Yes. Yeah. I love that song. I forget about it, but I love that song. Yeah. And like Jerry's doing um, uh, gospel according to King mm-hmm. in workshop this oh. year. He did it. Well, la la la. He did it. I want to say the summer after we did this show. Okay. He did it. Um, or maybe the summer before. I don't know. But he's doing it again this summer in workshop. But he's like the gospel according to Mark, because Mark Denton is one of the. Oh, one of the. He's our uh, like choral director mostly mm-hmm. for workshop, and so it's like, we have workshop superstitions instead of television ones. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. So it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've listened to the whole. Sometimes I listen to Twenty Million People. Okay, that's a that's a good one. It's a fun one, but for the most part, it's not. Other than Funny Duck songs, it's not one that you're like, I have to go. Yeah. Find this one and listen yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. There's other things I'd rather listen to. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. Oh, so sad. Oh, this it's poor so show. Sad. It's really funny, I it promise. It really is a cute show. If you have a, if you see a good production of it. <laughs> Maybe we'll watch, rewatch a good production and then come back and be like, look. Okay, <laughs> here are all good. the great things. <laughs> Disregard everything we said last time. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so you, doing a little plugging here, are in rehearsals for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yes, I am. When does that come out? That opens July 5th at Hale Center Theater in Gilbert, Arizona. And how long is it running? Seven weeks. Seven weeks. And it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday? It's Wednesday. We open on a Friday. Okay. And then we'll have two shows Saturday. And then for the rest of the run, we have Wednesday, Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Okay. So we have a 3 o'clock and a 7.30 on Fridays and Saturdays starting the second week. They've actually talked about maybe adding Tuesday night shows as well. It won't be the whole run, but... Okay. I was like, don't they have shows already yet? No, they don't. They don't do a Monday, Tuesday show in the summer. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So they were like, on our audition forms and stuff, they were like, keep your Mondays and Tuesdays open just in case. So they've talked about possibly adding Tuesday nights. They might even add Monday nights depending on how ticket sales go. Gotcha. So, right. yeah. So it's going to be a busy summer. Go see that. You can get it all online, the tickets. Yes. And, or at the box office. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. go see that. And you're in Shrek. And I'm in Shrek. Yes. Which the only one I can go to is Monday, July 22nd. July 22nd. And I'm going to be there. Great. Yeah, so we open. I should have all these written down. I just keep thinking that I'm going to have another episode before that opens. But I want to say the 17th. If it's 20, 21, gosh. So 22 is a Monday. 22 is a Monday. 21 is a Sunday. So 20 is the Saturday. 19 is the Friday. 19th. We open the 19th. You open on a Friday? Yeah. Thursday? Yeah, we usually open Fridays. Do we? I don't know. Yeah, so we have Friday, two Saturdays, Monday... Mm -hmm. Thursday, Friday, two Saturdays. I like that they're doing two Saturdays both weeks. Yes, they usually don't, which is weird. Yeah, I don't like I, that. They I've don't. always thought that was weird, especially. They used to. Yeah, they. I. Yeah, I remember they used to, and then they stopped for whatever reason. I think one of the reason. I think a reason was like they wanted to end on a matinee, mm-hmm. to get 
So then they could do strike. Yeah, we weren't doing... But a lot of them... But now they're, they've just been ending on a night show without yeah. doing a matinee, so I don't know why. Yeah, because, I, I don't know, lately it seems like the first week, for whatever reason, we only do one show. And oh. then the second week we do two shows. Because tickets sell better the second week. It's true. But then just have if you don't week. offer them... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's fine. I don't know the politics. Politics. The politics. One thirty. It is. It's fine. It's bedtime. It's way past bedtime. So, see all the things. Yeah. There's Shrek. There's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And thank you for doing this show. Yes. Especially so late. Thank you. And we have re- uh, rehearsals tomorrow. It's fine. We're great. It's fine. Golden. Good. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.